We've got this little uh, thing in the team where we do these foot high fives. We can no, don't foot high publicise that to anyone. Foot high fives? Are you foot just telling me you're playing footsie with each other? This started, <laughs> this started when, before we split with the HubSpot consultants and we couldn't get the call this year. And Josh suggested we do a foot five. And <laughs> it works. Welcome to the first episode of the Strategist Playbook, where we're going to be discussing common marketing problems and how to solve them. In the first episode, we're going to discuss one of probably the most common digital marketing problems or website problems. Uh, my website traffic is decreasing. What can I do about it? Josh, do you want to take us away? Yeah, for sure. Um, if you're asking me that question, Sam, the first thing I'm going to say to you is, why does that actually matter? Website sessions are a bit of a vanity metric anyway, right? The important thing is how you convert those sessions into leads. So you could have 10 website sessions, and if you convert them all into customers, you're gonna be mm -hmm. a happy guy. So the first thing for me is not necessarily, well, how do we stop this trend? It's to investigate, well, why is this trend happening? And is it a good thing? Maybe we're getting more, uh, more of the traffic that we want, maybe our conversion rate's better, and actually, fall doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I'm gonna say is, well, we need to start by investigating what the problem is why it's falling. Yeah, absolutely. Lee? Yeah, thanks Josh. Um, yeah, I think once we've kind of realised that there is a, a problem, I think there's several ways that we can maybe have a look at investigating why it's happened, um, there's something we can do about it. Um, firstly, looking at tools like the Google Analytics or HubSpot, where we can maybe go in and help isolate the problem. Um, maybe looking at potentially which traffic channels are, are suffering and why it might be. Um, but I think we, we should also be looking at you know the type of content that you're putting out on your site. I think it can be a major issue of, of dropping sessions, even if it's poor quality content, if it's not addressing the audience's needs, for example, or it's not got enough links to provide them with um, a, some kind of a journey, some place to go, then they'll just leave and, and not go around your website, have a look at the different types of content that um, that, that you're putting out there, but I think other than that, there's other kind of like technical probably issues that we need to maybe have a look at. Whether it's um, whether Google made any um, changes to their algorithms that are, are impacting on on sessions, but I think we should maybe have a look at what we're doing on our site first. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think the main thing is to realise that sessions isn't just one metric. Almost, you know, clients will come to me, they see it as one metric, so. My sessions are dropping, but actually, a good website is made up of sessions from multiple sources, like mm -hmm. say, and it could be a very different reason. So, you know, we've seen instances before where a client might say, Oh, tra traffic's dropped, and it's like, Well, actually, your organic's risen, mm -hmm. uh, your social's risen, your direct has dropped for whatever reason, and like, the different channels, there could be different reasons for that. So, you could be like, Oh, actually, you've lost the bulk of those sessions from social. Have you been posting regularly? Because you were posting regularly last month. Have you stopped that this month? And they usually turn around and maybe say, oh, I've not had time to post as much. And it, it explains that. So you can usually drill down into the problem a lot deeper than that yeah. and then figure out, well, what's the fix to that? How do we how do we bring back that traffic source? Yeah, absolutely. I guess the, the fix source, can, like I said, depend on the traffic source. Mm -hmm. um, the timeline, too, is quite important, too, right? So when you look at the holistic data, you see a gradual decline over time. There's probably something more to do with mm -hmm. the organic search. Maybe your keywords aren't ranking the same mm -hmm. they used to be. Maybe your content's expiring or needs updating for the new year. 
Maybe people just don't engage with it as much. We're probably going to see that organic traffic trend downwards. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like you guys said, things like PPC tend to be much more reactive. You'll suddenly see a drop, mm -hmm. or you'll suddenly see a spike, depending on how well those channels are performing. Yeah, I think That's it's a little well. e quicker and easier to fix, but the organic's kind of a long-term solution that we need to look at. Yeah, well, I think as well it's probably important to establish some kind of a baseline as well. Maybe have a look at the trends from you know an extended period of time. There might be some seasonality issues, or we see that in manufacturing or retail, especially on Christmas, there'll be a spike. But so then it will probably tail off then, obviously, February, March time when well, Christmas promotions and stuff are done. So, with, with the organic too, um, just comparing against your competitors is really important as well. So, you can use tools like SEMrush to see how is their organic performing or their pair channels performing, and you might see similar dips and trends over time, which might indicate something like an algorithm update or a change to the way that. That Google categorize your pages, Google Web Console could be helpful for that as well. Yeah, mm. so yeah, yeah, for sure. That's something we've seen a lot of recently as well. Obviously, Google rolled out a, a series of updates in July, August, and um, we had a bunch of clients that lost rankings that they'd had for years. They do tend to start coming back up, but you start seeing that, and when it's organic, you tend to think next thing is look at the keywords. So, where were we ranking? Have we dropped any high value keywords? Yeah, yeah. We're not getting the same traffic through Google anymore and why. I think it's important when you're talking about organic to take that step back. It's not, why is the organic? Is it all of my content? It's not necessarily. It might be just your blog content. It could be your website page content. You might not be as relevant for a topic that you used to be. A competitor might have heavily invested in a keyword that you used to rank first for and now no longer do. All those factors that come into play that need to be like, investigated and understood before you can even think about what the solution is going to be. So do we need to kind of pick a channel almost and say, look, with this particular example, organic's the one that's decreasing. The other ones are quite easy to fix, right? Mm -hmm. um, PPC, all right, it's a, a slightly broad brush, brush but mm -hmm. do more PPC if it's dropping or that's do it assuming better. assuming that you do any PPC. Assuming I mean, that could be your quick tactic to get some traffic back onto the website. If you absolutely have to and you're not doing PPC, then it's obviously the quickest way to generate absolutely. some short-term traffic. Yeah, absolutely. Social media, the same. Are you doing enough social media? Mm -hmm. You could use that to build mm -hmm. that traffic as well. But do we need to pick a, do we need to say like, for this example, organics dropping? Oh, the example yeah. okay, well, how can we fix that? Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. We deal in organic more, more than anything else. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so go on then. Uh, we've investigated the problem. Organic sessions are dropping month on month, and that's impacting overall web traffic. Well, the first thing you'd be doing once you've isolated that problem, either of you. Let me go. It's like a stare off, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll start. It's probably not necessarily the most important, but it's some, something you could look at. Um, exporting a uh, list of your keywords just to see what, and I try to identify which keywords have, have been dropping. Maybe mm -hmm. you could do it, identify when the sessions started dropping, um, do an export for that time frame, see what it was like before the drop, what it's like now to be able to see which keywords have actually dropped. Mm. Uh, which like pages. Using SEMrush. Or yeah, using SEMrush. Search console, or, yeah, yeah, search console, console something like that. Yeah, and identify which pages then you might need to be optimising, mm. having a look at you know, which maybe product pages or blogs that need that need attention. I think the blogs is a good point as well. I mean, obviously, when you if you are a business that's doing inbound, a lot of your organic traffic will usually coming from blogs, and if you've been doing it for a few years, the blog views are, make up a lot of your organic. But as we know, blogs tend to decay. Um, they won't always be as relevant as they were at the point you wrote them. Um, so yeah, maybe one thing I'd look at doing is conducting a blog audit and seeing, you know, Where's is there particular optimized? blogs that have lost traffic? Is there something we can optimise? Is there some quick wins in there where we can quickly 
rework an old blog that used to work well, uh, make sure it's got up-to-date information, you know, make sure it's relevant to Google, you can resubmit it then. Uh, that's always quite a quick, not a quick and easy win, but it's always something that I'd look at early on. Yeah, makes sense. So is that like changing titles, meta descriptions mm-hmm. for 2022, look yeah. at stuff like pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. perhaps a different world now, so it might be, depending on what industry, it might change quite significantly today. Yeah. Just updating that kind of content, right? Yeah, I think when we talk about blogs, I think still the most effective thing to do is look at which blog is ranking the highest for that keyword at that time. So if you had number one and two or three blogs have overtaken you, you dipped, what are those three posts doing that yours isn't? Are they longer form content? Do they have a better domain authority? Have they got some video content on that blog that you don't have? Have they got more multimedia, better imagery? Is it better written? Is it easier? So all these different factors that come into it. And obviously 10x in content is still probably the best way to do it. So here's what's ranking number one. Here's what I've got. That's better, arguably. What can I do to make mine better than that? Yeah. So, I think it's important to have um, a structure to it as well. So, you know, we advocate maybe pillar pages that, mm-hmm. um, and have a you know a well thought out strategy of um, having a, a main page with all your information, and then linking mm-hmm. out to relevant blogs, and then mm-hmm. from that blog, then linking to yeah. another blog. So like implementing the topic and cluster model, which we'll be discussing at the Manchester <laughs> Hub, and John will put a link here to uh, register your interest. Sorry, I had to do that. But yeah, topic and cluster model is very relevant. I don't think there's still a lot of businesses that don't use that. And obviously it's not thinking about individual keywords like we used to and looking at, you know, ranking for a topic, owning a topic rather than you individual, know, individual ones. Um, obviously we've had some success with that. I know I've had a client recently who got the number one spot with a featured snippet for their you know, their all-encompassing brand term that they want to rank for. And that was coming from nowhere. They weren't even ranking for it sort of six months prior to that. So obviously it shows that that's still a really effective technique. Cool. What was the tool that we use for optimising blogs? Is it called Animals? Uh, animals. animals. Link here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a free one or not. Yeah, it is free. It's free. It is free, yeah. So yeah, yeah it just go. gives you a decay report, right? So it tells mm-hmm. you which blogs have decayed, gives you recommendations to improve mm-hmm. them. Cool. Yeah. Another big one for me is video, which you kind of mentioned anyway, mm-hmm. video. 2021, we're in now, right? Yeah. Everyone's watching video. Yeah. Video's going through the roof. Video's, I won't call it the next big thing, it's just the current the big current. thing, mm-hmm. right? The guy behind the camera knows. He's not in your way there, isn't he? <laughs> so for me, it's, it's, it's also when you're looking at like decayed content, thinking, well, the way that Google ranks content and the algorithms are all changing and they're gradually going to put more of a focus on that type of content. Mm-hmm. If not now, then certainly in the near future. So it's, it is looking at ways you can take existing content, existing pages, turn that into short 30 second to a couple of minute videos, post them on the page. That's going to help you increase your conversion rate, but it's also going to help improve your overall rankings. Plus you can then turn that content into like uh, yeah. short s- snippets for social media, mm-hmm. for your paid ad campaigns as well, and those channels can help. Slide pretty big these days as well. Slide deck's pretty big these days, you can yeah. put them straight onto LinkedIn now, usually you know, change a blog post into a video into that, yeah. what are the different content types that you can get out of the same piece of content. So yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, it's, just it's taking your existing content mm-hmm. and turning it into new formats that are going to help build more traffic. That might not be the solution to the endemic problem which traffic is decreasing, yeah. but it's at least going to help get it back to where it was or start increasing it. In some ways, it might just, there might not be an endemic problem like it's decreasing, it might just mm-hmm. be that the way that Google ranks your content is changed. And 
you just need to adapt for that in the way that you approach content. Mm -hmm. So change it to something new. Yeah. Is my advice. It's obviously, got to be targeted towards your audience as well, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's a good point though as well in terms of where is all your content your, located yeah. in a buyer's journey. You know, know your audience. Is it if you've got a lot of decision-based content? There's not technically usually a lot of traffic in there, you know, should you be looking at doing more awareness-based stuff and consideration-based stuff, top of funnel uh, content that's going to have higher volumes that you can own and like, lead people on a journey. Um, that could be one thing you could look at, look at, you know, what has got more search volume, make sure you're doing that keyword research. And obviously if you're doing blogs, don't just do blogs that you think are interesting, look for what other people are searching for, make sure you're picking that, choosing keywords that maybe aren't the highest one because in most cases, you're not going to have the domain authority to rank for something that's up there, but look for that. What's going to provide the most value when we're writing the content? To yeah. The, yeah, and what you've got a chance of ranking for in a reasonable time. You know, it's if you start doing blog posts now, they've got keyword difficulties of you know, always a fifty. Yeah, it might rank in a year's time, but it's not going to solve your immediate problem. Whereas something that's got quite a low keyword difficulty in a reasonable search volume. That could rank within sort of three to six months and start making a more immediate impact on your website traffic. Any final points? I, I guess another one um, is the backlink profile of the website. Mm -hmm. It's kind of mentioned already, right? The domain authority of the site. So how building trust? How yeah? How much trust Google thinks your site has in your industry online? The higher your mm -hmm. domain authority, which is a, a measure by a company called Moz M O Z. You can find that online. Um, Semrush also has it. Semrush also has it, but it's a slightly different metric. We usually go off Moz. It's because Semrush is usually lower, so it's better to go off the Moz one. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Moz came up with a metric, so that's why we go off those guys. Um, but yeah, it tells you how much trust you've got in your industry and online. So you obviously want to build that number, so it's always good to keep an eye on it, make sure it's not declining. If it is, that's a problem. Use it to with Google Algorithm updates mm -hmm. or backlinks. Backlinks are a really important one for building traffic. Um, and that's backlinks basically the, the link on another website back to your website. And obviously if you have links on really high authority pages as well, mm -hmm. they've got high domain authority as well, mm -hmm. Google sees that as a really good ranking factor. So what do you think the best way of, is to go and get those backlinks outreach? And well, the only way of doing it was just doing guest blogging, wasn't it? I still think that's one of the most effective techniques as well, to be fair. It just is a little bit more time intensive. Okay. Doing a lot of... Um, Sort of uh, Harrow requests at the moment as well, that works quite well sometimes. So, journalist request sites such as Harrow will send through uh, a request. I want a quote on a subject that's in your industry. And you know, if you've got a subject matter expert in your business, you send the quote back. This is our thoughts on it, so they can use it in an article. And quite often, you'll get a link back off that. You know, you can get some quite high value publications that way because they, you know, they're. Uh, journalists want these quotes, they want to back their own article up, so that's quite a nice trade-off and it's quite a quick, easy win in terms of if you've got someone that's poised to send back these quotes quite quickly, because they usually do have like a 24-hour turnaround, then you can you can generate some quite effective backlinks just doing that. Makes sense. Harrow, help a reporter out. Help a reporter out, yeah. There's other versions as well, I think that's just the one that I've heard of most. Cool. My experience, the ones that work quite well are skyscraper content, mm -hmm. so we take we look at content that's already kind of themed around what you're looking to write about, we'll create content around, look for other sources of that online, and you might find people that have done a really good job of it, but you could probably add a little bit more context mm -hmm. and a little bit more detail, taking that and extending upon it and providing more value for the user. Mm -hmm. Then anybody that links to that original piece of content, you can reach out to them and say, look, hey, we've extended on this, we've added more value, more information, mm -hmm. would you consider giving us a backlink as well? Mm -hmm. That tends to work quite well. 
even better when you do it to your competitors and just steal <laughs> their battling. Yeah. Holds <laughs> fair in love and war. Love war, love war and lead yeah, building. Sure. <laughs> well, the, the other one is templates, right? Resource pages mm -hmm. and toolkits. It's kind of yeah. similar to what we talked about already with content, but mm -hmm. Airtable do a really good job of this. Yeah. Look at Airtable, they've created hundreds of different templates, mm -hmm. every scenario you can possibly imagine, just mm -hmm. examples of it that you can see. So anybody that's looking for a, I don't know, a financial budget spreadsheet um, can really quickly go on Airtable, find an example of it, and then other websites are naturally going to link to that because it gives you a free, quick, simple example to, to see visually and interact with. So that sort of content works really well. Yeah, I enjoy getting about Airtable and I do love spreadsheets. I do love Airtable and spreadsheets. <laughs> but honestly, honestly, Airtable do a really good job. Yeah. So those kind of toolkits mm -hmm. work really well. It's just actionable content, isn't it? Things mm -hmm. people can actually use, actually add value. If you create that, mm -hmm. people are naturally going to want to link to it. You're naturally going to get backlinks. Mm -hmm. And the better the domain authority of those backlinks, the better for your website, that's going to help. Mm -hmm. Your domain Stop authority. the drop or increase your website traffic and domain authority. Good answer. Cheers. <laughs> we got anything else? Is there anything else to think about? I mean, I guess we there's the other channels, right? Paid and social. Mm -hmm. Probably that would take another half hour just to go through each of those. From an organic perspective, is there anything else you'd be focusing on with traffic dropping? Apart from the apart from the content issue, it's more likely to be looking at like your information um, structure on your site and how that's if all your pages are being tracked properly. Maybe you know if there's been some website changes and um, you, all your pages might not be mm -hmm. tracked at the moment. Um, discrepancies in Google Analytics because of, of changes. Yeah, crawlability. Um, you know, yeah, is it, uh, Google find it easier to crawl those your website? Make sure you can see all your content, the content that you want to be indexed. Things like putting you know, images, videos on, on your site, what's the load time like if users are going to be you know, like put off and oh, Google's going to you know, like penalise that. Uh, your sessions are, gonna, are actually going to drop off, I think, if your site's just getting maybe the basics right and getting everything set up mm -hmm. you know, on your site. There's a technical factor, right? And there's, there's that HubSpot grader tool with a link. <laughs> <laughs> just a whole load of resources at the bottom of this video. HubSpot grader tool um, will quickly let you put in your site and it'll show you a lot of those technical errors. So it'll tell you if you've got too much CSS, if your JavaScript's out of whack, um, if you've got all your SEO factors are, are correct, if your site's too large, mobile friendly. Security. Security, yeah, have you got HTTPS installed? Mobile security is a big, not mobile security, sorry, mobile responsiveness is a big yeah. ranking factor now as well for Google. So is that optimised, the touch points in the right place? Is it easy to navigate on yeah. that device? There's loads of technical things you need to focus on for sure. Mm -hmm. And they, they all they can actually have a pretty good quick impact on your um, organic traffic too. So that's probably always a good place to start, to be fair. Yeah. You should start with that. Fix the technical and then sort out your content. I'm going to edit this back and we'll put that <laughs> in the front. <laughs> but yeah, what tools would you use to do that? Obviously we use SEMrush to do a lot of technical. Is there anything else that people could use, maybe unpaid tools? Get a web developer, I guess, is a good advice. <laughs> so, um, depends what, depends what, um, you know, depends what uh, CMS you're on, right? You're on mm -hmm. WordPress, HubSpot. Yeah. HubSpot does a lot of that stuff naturally for mm -hmm. you. It's a few button clicks and it's done. Mm -hmm. WordPress is a little bit more manual, and then you've got other very manual systems, just mm -hmm. a lot of technical playing around. Yeah. Especially for mobile optimization. Mm -hmm. CSS, WordPress has some good plugins you can install that will minify it for you mm -hmm. and see if there's any errors with it. Um, Yoast is a good plugin for yeah. uh, keyword, uh, putting your keywords and making sure they're optimized. Depends on the system, mm -hmm. you have to Google it really. Yeah, page speed insights as well from Google. Be a good page one for looking at your mobile speed and your overall usability. Yeah. 
CDNs are a good good one as well. If you're a global organization, you want your website to be as fast as possible yeah. in each location. So a CDN will take your website and basically stick a copy of it in a server that's closer to that user. Oh, so we're going to get some backlinks from all these people we mentioned. <laughs> that wasn't the plan. <laughs> well, your plan. So added to that point as well, you need to have that, or plan for spikes in, in traffic and, and have the bandwidth on your service to then go up with that mm-hmm. um, spike in, in, in traffic. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, so pick, pick the right server. Don't do what some people do and get a little Raspberry Pi and install it in the living room. Mm-hmm. Put your website on there. <laughs> Invest in a fast server, because yeah, page speed is another good ranking mm-hmm. factor, isn't it? And it's a, it's a good one for website traffic drop-off as well, right? It, mm-hmm. What is it, every 0.3 seconds or something, 10% of your traffic drops off or something yeah, ridiculous like that? Now. I used it recently as well. I suppose the final point is to actually go back to Josh's first point is is traffic the really the issue um, and is is it more are you getting enough leads which is something that we're going to discuss in episode two. Thank you for joining us for the first episode of the Strategist Playbook. In episode two, we'll be discussing another common problem, which is I'm not getting enough leads or my leads are dropping. <laughs>